Hey everyone, and welcome back to Where's the Bride, the LGBTQ plus wedding planning podcast. Uh, it's really, really, really good to be back recording in 2023 because it means that actually we're getting married this, this year. year. And now I'm shitting myself. <laughs> <laughs> so prepare for a lot of um, these mini episodes because there's going to be a lot of things that we're talking about in our personal life. And there's probably going to be a conversation where it's, we need to do an episode about this. So firstly, Oliver, what are we drinking? Today, I'm drinking a Coke Zero because we're doing dry January and we're on, we're over halfway, we're surviving, <laughs> we're doing well. So for reference, we're recording this like the 14th of January and we've done really well. For us, I think two weeks off is really, really good. But I have to say it's really helped because I'm very much in wedding body mode, trying to be healthy and it's actually really, really helped. However, I do wish we were sat with a cold, glass cold of glass of something, you um, Alas, the Coca-Cola and Fizzy Vimto that are in front of us will have to do. <sighs> so, today we're going to do a bit of a mini episode all about wedding stationery. And if you're a little bit unsure on what wedding stationery actually is, then Oliver is going to tell us. So, wedding stationery, when we first got engaged, I thought was about... A notebook that you wrote all your wedding information in but it's not and i know that might sound really dumb but wedding stationery is everything from your invitations to your save the dates to any little extras that you pop in there to your, I, I class it as your signage on the day anything that you're gonna have printed anything personalized anything on paper therefore stationery <laughs> yeah and i think it's important because your wedding stationery are one of is one of the things that you probably will do first if you're sending out save the dates or invites um so it's important to kind of get it right early on because you really want the theme to kind of run through to the day itself but often that can be 18 months two years three years in advance so it's one of them things that can feel a little bit daunting but We've recently spent a lot of time perfecting our wedding stationery. We've literally just finished doing our actual wedding invites. We sent our save the dates last year. Um, and Oliver's been working on, like you said, signage, the menus, place cards, table plans, all that kind of thing. But it's been another one that has been odd to navigate, I guess. Yeah, it's been really strange to navigate. I think the market out there for wedding stationery that's designed for you is massive. Something that we've had to navigate, a lot of it is quite feminine focused, a lot of it is very Mr and Mrs focused. Obviously, 99% of it you can edit, so you can ask them to put Mr and Mr, Mrs and Mrs, Ms and Ms, um, MX and MX, whatever you like, you can get them to change it. But what we've found was that a lot of it didn't fit our vibe, and I know that we keep mentioning that it's got to fit your vibe, it wasn't what we wanted. Also, looking at expense. Yeah, I think it's one of them things where very quickly, and that's not to say there's not probably some fantastic like calligraphers or designers out there. I think in terms of packages of wedding stationery, we really struggled. I think we really struggled to find one that felt gender inclusive, that felt like it wasn't originally designed for a stereotypical sort of bride and groom's wedding. Um, and was in budget. Yeah, sure. and was in budget. Like, we went to a couple of wedding fairs and saw some, like, lovely, lovely stationery, lovely invites. Uh, and then when we were looking online, we felt like the selection was either what felt incredibly straight or 
kind of the real other end of what you'd consider the stereotype of an LGBT wedding to be. And I think if you didn't want a wedding invite that was kind of plastered in rainbows and, and pride flags and things like that, um, you'd struggle to find something that actually felt like it represented you as a couple. And that's what we found pretty early on. There was a couple that we saw um, with services that kind of offered bespoke invites, bespoke save the dates, bespoke calligraphy, but it just came in at a price that I guess I felt like we couldn't justify in terms of our budget for stuff that ultimately is kind of going to serve a purpose, maybe get stuck on a fridge and then, and then that's that. So we came up with a couple of different cost-saving ideas, but also ideas that hopefully we could represent ourselves a little bit better with. Yeah, and I think it's it started with, and but we're not saying with this that if you if you wanted specific stationery, it's a bad thing because it's all about your vibe for the day. We were in Hobbycraft the other week, um, and they had some really cute little bits of wedding stationery in there that that was way within budget. It just wasn't our vibe. So the the thing that we found was we started messing around online and just trying to play around and put together something a bit like a mood board. So what what would our wedding invites look like and we discovered and this is not a paid partnership but we discovered Canva um, there's some designers out there rolling their eyes right now I know it I'm sorry but we discovered Canva and um, we did upgrade it to the the pro version just for the wedding stationery and it's been an absolute godsend because we played around with the imagery played around with it we created a logo from the logo we kind of created the colors we pulled the colors out and we've kind of created some elements that really we are going to take forward to our day as well. So it's because of that, we've been able to then look at these websites like Etsy, look at on the high street. We've seen, oh, I quite like the layout of that, but I want it like this. I mean, you can, we've done it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and what we've then done is we've gone and got them printed as if the postcards and we've got ribbon, we've got some dried fruits and we've, we've really made it all about us, which has then helped us bring it forward through to the day because any signage that we create, we're using the same template. We're just tweaking it a little bit to make it match. We're going to have some A0 signs at the wedding with things like this, the order of the day, the welcome sign, the table plan. The We're doing like a, a photo scavenger hunt just so people make sure that they're getting photos of what we want them to get photos of. Um, all them, all then kind of fit and it's, it's probably Alex's branding <laughs> side of things that's that's really kicking in. Um, but it's something that's it's probably going to save us quite a lot of money. It feels really personal to us. And whenever we send the invites out now, if someone says these are beautiful, I feel like we get a little twinge of yeah. we, we, we did that. There was a lot of arguments. The wedding never didn't nearly happen <laughs> at one point picking a font. Um, but, you know, it's, it's something that we've really managed to to work for us so if you were wanting to to do them yourself we would highly recommend it it's been really fun yeah i was gonna say that's i'd say it's been one of the most enjoyable bits i think kind of now we're how many what like eight and a bit months away i think there's so many parts of wedding planning which you really expect to be really fun and not that it isn't but there's definitely been bits where i've thought i can't wait for that and then you end up doing that bit and it kind of is just okay uh and the invites were something that i thought I didn't really think of. You just have to send them, don't you? You need to let people know, like, the information and when and where it is. But I think creating that and, like, spending those evenings picking the theme and choosing our colours, which now we've carried all the way through to our colour scheme on the day and even, like, influence, like, our groomsmaids' dresses and stuff like that. I think 
it really helped us get a bit of a visual picture of what our day is going to look like and it was probably one of the the first things that we started to do yeah 100 i think we started playing around when we were first talking about it and i remember we were doing it on like powerpoint and things before we realized that there were there was technology out there to help us because i can't do photoshop to save my life mm, so and i think that's the thing is that i think there are some amazing amazing services out there so if you've got a really clear idea of what you want your invites and wedding stationery to look like then definitely have a look like there's certain things that i know we wanted for our invites that just weren't necessarily going to be possible or cost effective if we were doing them ourselves but we made that decision that we'd rather save the money there and do something uh spend that elsewhere but ultimately i'm really really pleased with them so if anyone's listening isn't actually sure still what we mean by wedding stationery and what you should put in it what are some of the key things that you should try and include when you're creating your wedding stationery? So it's been a lot of trial and error with this. Uh, we've put it over it perfect. So if anyone's got anything else to add, please let us know because we've probably missed it. But the really important things that we made sure we did were the save the dates we sent out originally. All the save the date had it on was when the wedding was, where the wedding was, what date the wedding is who's getting married just so that people that we really 100% wanted at the day do could make sure they booked it out in the calendars before a year in advance pretty much the, because the last thing we want is to send out the main invites and want an auntie or uncle or friend that we desperately want there has already made plans which we're not going to step in front of anyone else for for plans they've got but we want it to be first so we did the save the dates we did them about we did them quite early on as well didn't yeah. we i think there's no there's not really a general rule of like when to send them, but I think it depends on the kind of wedding that you're having as well. Like particularly, say if you're going abroad to get married, I think the earlier you send the save the date, the better because people who you want there that might have to, you know, pay for their own flights or accommodation or anything like that, it gives them time to understand potentially the financial implications of coming to your wedding as well. Um, so I definitely think the earlier the better with save the date. Yeah, definitely. And I think the next thing that we then started to design was the actual invite. So we pretty much started designing that straight away because we wanted it to match the theme. Um, obviously, because we were doing it ourselves, we were like, let's get it done sooner rather than later. So we did the invite and on the actual invite, we just went into a little bit more detail of what time we want people to arrive, um, a bit more information about the venue, but then we've added in extra cards to our invite. So for example, we've added one in that's got about gifting um, on one side where we've explained on there that you know, people being at the wedding themselves is gift enough because they've taken the time, etc. And then we've also put a link to local accommodations and local taxi ranks just to really help people. I, it can probably be quite stressful for maybe some relatives who are coming from quite far away. So at least they know where they can stay. We've also popped um, a card in there as well, which had the menu on because on our RSVPs, we want people to to be able to kind of pick the food early to help the caterers. So we've popped that on there. We, we just felt it looked a bit bougie <laughs> and we, we really wanted to have all the information together. Um, so that's the main invite. Um, we've also quite lucky with our ven venue that there are a couple of on-site um, beds for people to stay in. So the specific friends that we, we know we want to stay, more Alex's uni mates or my friends mm -hmm. from London. Um, we've just popped a little bit of information in there just to let them know, just so that that it doesn't cause any confusion. But I think overall, one of the things that we really, really struggled with was how to word things, to keep it in our personalities and to make it formal enough so that 
people understand what we want from the day because it's obviously costing us a lot of money per head. Um, so we just want to make sure that obviously everyone knows what to do, where to do it and how to do it. So Alex was probably a lot more helpful than I was with the wording on specific invites. Yeah, I think the one thing that we found difficult, especially as a same-sex couple, was there's different styles that you can do. And I think a lot of traditional wedding invitation wording always used to come from the perspective of the bride or groom's parents. I think the tradition of the bride's parents being the ones that usually paid for it meant that wedding invites still, if you wanted a really, really traditional style, said, for example, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Jones would love to invite you to the wedding of their daughter to X person. Um, and as a same-sex couple, when you start to look at that, you're like, oh, okay, a lot of things to dissect. One, we're not a bride and groom. Two, uh, do you want to do it from the perspective of your parents? There's a lot of things to unpack there. Uh, kind of how do you want to word it? And I think really quickly, like we've mentioned in previous episodes, we wanted to fuse kind of some of the tradition with obviously something that was more reflective of us and more modern. So we decided just to go with kind of a formal style, but try and make it not sound too stuffy at the same time. So on our actual invitations, we just say, I think we say together with our families, Oliver Burr and Alexander Hickson would love to request your honour at the presence of their marriage ceremony, for example. Then we just give the information uh, and we've kind of carried that theme throughout. I think when we were creating the stationery for things like gifting, it became a little bit more difficult because obviously, like we've said, there's going to be a lot of people that are coming to our wedding that have travelled, they're going to be paying for accommodation, there's people that are literally coming from abroad. So we just want everyone there to enjoy the day with us. But there's already like family and friends that have sort of asked, what would we like as a gift? You know, where can we send money? But I think like we're very British in this respect and like wording things around gifts and money to us just felt horribly awkward. Uh, so there were some really, really good things we found online, like poems, kind of funny little spiels that you could say, which kind of gets your point across, whether if you have a gift registry or whether you don't want gifts at all, or whether you'd like donations to your honeymoon, but kind of say it in a bit more of a lighthearted and funny way, which I think for us was really helpful because it was one of the things we really struggled to word without it sounding cheeky. We don't sound cocky. I yeah. It's... We wrote it out about four times and you were just like, Nah, because if I got this and I read it in a bad mood, I'd be like, cheeky buggers. Yeah, exactly. And it's really, really difficult and awkward because you don't want anyone to think that. And I think, as with all anything, sometimes the way things are written can be misconstrued. Uh, so I found that really difficult. And even uh, like with the menu, obviously we have picked our wedding breakfast menu based on things we liked. But obviously we've had to make sure that we cater for dietary requirements, anything like that, and just getting the wording right on all that information was was a bit of a challenge. But I think what I'd say is have a read around. I absolutely poured over loads of different styles of wedding invitations. I thought some were really, really formal, some I thought were almost too casual, and I wanted a bit of a blend of the middle. Uh, and I looked at a lot of sort of same-sex ceremony invitations and the way that they'd worded it, because ultimately, a lot of the language is still incredibly gendered, which made 
it almost like a third challenge in terms of how to write our wedding stationery. So I'd definitely say read around and make sure you try and inject a bit of personality into it if you want to. I think that's the way in which you're going to be really happy with them and also you'll probably feel like you've kind of conquered the, the inclusivity aspect of it because we struggled on how to word things when it says, you know, please celebrate us becoming husband and wife or please celebrate us becoming husbands. Does that sound right? I'm not sure. So yeah, definitely have a read around it and look at all different styles, even if you already know you want to go super formal or super casual, for example. And we're not saying that physical stationery is is the only way that you can do things. There's so many different options as well, such as we've, we've recently received an invite to a wedding, which we got over WhatsApp. And do you know what? As soon as I saw that, I was like, why don't we think of this? Um, because I think all they've done is set up a WhatsApp kind of group thing where it doesn't go in individual groups, it goes to you separately. They put all the information they needed on there. And since then we've had communication about food, about travel, about accommodation, about everything that we need has all come through WhatsApp. And I like it. I think it was a really good idea. I don't think it fit with the vibe that we were going with, but I think that's always an option. Um, other options that I've seen in the past, you can use wedding websites, uh, which you can send your save the dates, you can send your invites from, and you can have all the information that you want on there so that people can see it. It's probably a lot better for costs, and with it being digital as well, it means you can do it almost instantly and keep it up to date. Um, we are actually using a wedding website for ours as well, which I think we should incorporate into this wedding stationery, because... Alex, I mean, Alex has done all the work on it, so please don't, <laughs> don't hold, my, hold me up. But it, we've actually used it, and the, the theming of it is very similar to, I mean, exactly the same, really, of what we've used on our invites. Yeah, um, I feel like it was really useful because I have tried to be super, super organised with details and the guest list, and I love a spreadsheet. Anyone listening that loves a spreadsheet, I'm sure there'll be lots of people. I think having a website makes it a million times easier um, you can create your own websites whether you know how to do it or you know how to work a WordPress or something like that and basically build in your own guest list and RSVP function. But just for ease, there are loads of platforms where you can pay a set fee, you can build a website through a theme creator and it handles a lot of the RSVP function for you. So we have used a brand called Say I Do and I have to say it's been really, really good. We've been able to build a website which is really reflective of our theme, like Oliver said. It kind of matches our colours and our and everything we've got on our wedding stationery. Uh, it has extra information because there's only so much information you can really have on a couple of pieces of card. So extra things about accommodation, about gifts. We've even got little profiles on who's in our wedding party, which I thought was a really nice touch. Uh, and then the best thing I think is the RSVP function. So we want to be super organised. We've got quite a big guest list of people now. It's sort of snowballed. And it's really handy because they can go to our wedding website. We've even put a QR code onto the physical invites. And they can then RSVP through the website. They can pick their menu choices. They can pick a song that's going to get them on the dance floor. We're having karaoke at our wedding reception. So they can pick a karaoke song. And ultimately, it's a really, really nice way of keeping everything concise and organised. But... I also think 
it means that we can use it afterwards. So I've seen people that have created wedding websites and then they can upload the professional photos on afterwards, which is a really easy way of sharing those moments with people that have attended. And it's also really, really easy to keep track of things like dietary requirements, if anyone last minute can't come, how many kids you've got come in, and also things like plus ones. I know we've spoken about this previously, but it's a really good way of almost being definitive on who you're inviting and not leaving it open-ended. So our RSVP function that we have on the website, you can only RSVP to a certain name and you can divide the guest list up by day and evening guests and things like that. So it's meant that already we feel really, really organised with it, but it's we've still kind of fused that idea of having those physical invites, creating them, sending them out via post, but the RSVP being online has made it 10 times easier. So whether you choose to go the full physical route and send an envelope, for example, with your invitations in order for guests to RSVP physically, or you fully go down the digital route, you inform people over email, whether it's WhatsApp or Facebook or whatever it might be, and then have a wedding website in which they can RSVP. Uh, basically choose what works for you or try and fuse both together, which is a little bit like what we did. And final thoughts for me, with Wedding Stationery, it's do whatever the F you want. It's your wedding. You're going to have family and friends who will be like, I did this, I did this. Steal what you like, mm -hmm. tear it up, put it back together again and make it your way. I think there's no right way to do it. There's no wrong way to do it. You can do it where it costs you pretty much nothing. You can do it where it'll cost you an awful lot of money. But whatever suits your wedding, your budget, your theme, you can go with that. Just make sure it represents you as a couple. I mean, that's the only thing that I would say you should do is it needs to represent you as a couple. If you want to spend a lot of time making fancy envelopes, gluing things to things, go for it. If mm. you want to just print off a piece of paper, whack it in an envelope, send it or send an email, go for it. It's it's your wedding, it's your stationery. Just keep in mind, this needs to be me. Yeah, I agree. I think there's a lot of still traditions and almost rules. I think what really struck me was when we were looking at wedding stationery, we've spoken so much about tearing up traditions and creating new rules for wedding planning. But I was so surprised how many websites and podcasts and wedding books and guides all said you must send your invites out only 12 weeks before your wedding. And for me, I was like, eh, 12 weeks, what? Like, I'd want to know months and months and months in advance. So we're sending ours out now, nine months in advance, and we sent a save the day way over a year in advance. So if you're a bit of a Thai pay person like us and want to make sure that people have that date saved, you send them two years in advance, you send them a year in advance. If you're planning your big day and it is a little bit last minute, then send it as late as you want to if you're confident that people are going to make the time to attend your celebration. So I think wedding stationery was one of those topics where we were keen to talk about because I was surprised how many rules and how many uh, traditions are still stuck with it and how many different things you've got to consider. So if anyone's got any ideas or any thoughts that we've not spoke about, we'd love to hear from you as well. We've had some fantastic messages of listeners who've really kind of helped us with our process as well. So let's all work together <laughs> on this one. And if there's any new ways of working with wedding stationery, invites, etc., again, please reach out. Um, I think that just leaves us with one question to ask, which is what we're having for tea tonight. It's not really Saturday vibes, but we're having fish and potatoes and salad because, like I said, it's wedding body 
Ready time. Um, Starving. Oh, no, no. <laughs> but we're trying to we're trying to be good. We're trying to do a bit of a, a damp slash healthy jam, and I actually do feel quite good for it. So yeah, something with fish, basically. But tune in next time. We've got a new batch of episodes, a new batch of topics. We're going to be talking uh, everything from eloping all the way through to the big day as we get closer and closer to the Hicks and Burr wedding. Have a fab week, everyone, and we'll speak soon.